1: Hey, Rando And Larson, what are you laughing for? <laughs> oh, that was a good little Matt Chat dance there. <laughs> Get the song in your head. <laughs> Welcome back to Going in Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Of course, this is the Matt Chat edition where we take questions from our friendos out there in the Patreon land at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We've got a variety of reward tiers there. Of course, at the $20 mark, not only can you submit your video question or your text question here to Matt Chat, uh, you also get the Going in Raw care package. Uh, It includes a comic book, uh, some stickers, uh, all going in raw, Stephen Larson-related, not just some random comic book that we find in the dollar bin at A1 Comics. Uh, but it's a very special going in raw comic. Stickers and a poster and a postcard. Uh, so, yeah, it's all good stuff. Uh, yes. What, what's that? Is that another? We got a match that question You there? got a
2: late-arriving one, but let's, let's kick it off with uh, who's first? Sorry. Stephen uh, from Geeked Out Nation. Yes.
1: You got to check out, uh, go to YouTube. And then type in Geeked Out Nation. Uh, Steven here has his own YouTube channel. He's also a patron. Uh, But check out this, this set of his. It's awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Check it out. Let's see what he has to say.
0: Hey, what's up, friendos? My name is Steven, and I wanted to make sure that I let you guys know how much it means to me that every single week you guys entertain me for hours on end with your wrestling content, and I want to say thank you for that. And I had to become a Patreon supporter because of it. Um, my question is essentially: SummerSlam is in August, and the Superstar Shakeup is this week. In that time period between the Superstar Shakeup to SummerSlam this summer, which five superstars are going to have benefited the most because of what happens during the shakeup? You guys just give me five: Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, five wrestlers between all the brands. Which five will have benefited the most between now and SummerSlam? That's all I got. Too sweet, hearty handshake, and I'll talk to you guys later.
1: Thank you, Steven, from Geeked Out Nation. Thank you, Steven. Uh, so, the shakeup's coming up, Larson. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think is going to benefit most from the shakeup? I, don't know, I usually
2: go first, so you tell me that. Okay, I'll go first. My mouse isn't working. Uh,
1: I, here, okay, so... I, God, you can
2: get that trackpad there. You I'm can use so that. I'm so
1: sad that he did this, but AJ Styles put up a tweet uh, where he it says, hashtag superstar shakeup, and then he wrote, too sweet, and there's one picture of him in the club, and there's one picture of him too sweeting Finn Balor. It would be mind-boggling if the WWE, on the verge of losing Gals and Anderson, didn't pull the trigger on a bullet club reunion, it would be mind-boggling if they didn't do that. If we didn't see these four guys as a faction, I guarantee you, you do that, the club will stay. I don't guarantee that. However, I think you've got a pretty good chance if you book them as a bullet club. It wouldn't even be like a bullet, because bullet club was like really scary and dangerous back then. It would just be who they are because they're all so naturally charismatic. They would be truly the good brothers And you'd bring Gallows and Anderson up to prominence and relevance. And really, it seems to be probably what they want. You know, a good paycheck and some relevance and some, you know, being able to be out there on TV. Um, I think uh, everybody would benefit. All the fans would benefit. AJ would benefit. Finn would benefit. As big as they are now, they'd be even bigger. Put them back together. Everybody has wanted to see this from day one.
2: There. That's it? Yeah, that's what I got. Don't get your hopes up, man. Uh. It's probably not going to happen. I don't think it's plugged in, dude. It's not plugged in. It's not plugged in, dude. It's
1: not plugged in. It's not plugged
2: in. Your mouse not plugged in.
1: I love you, dude. I love you, <laughs>
0: That
2: mouse here is not plugged in. Um, so, anyways, uh, we saw on SmackDown this week, we saw Braun Strowman show up and land a Joe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Braun could do with a change of scenery. Yeah. Uh, you saw what position he was in on Raw. Celebrity match guy. Yeah. I feel like fresh start, change of scenery. He can rid himself of that, of being celebrity match guy and getting into some real feuds. A feud between him and Samoa Joe could be maybe on par with what uh, his feud with Roman Reigns was and what it did for him, more importantly. That was a feud that really elevated Braun to top-tier status, and they never really capitalized on it, which is an idiotic move on WWE's part. Um, Also, I know they got a lot accomplished yet in NXT, potentially, but man, if Paige... Arise next week with Sky Pirates. Oh, oh my, my god! god. Let's talk about raising the bar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't get your hopes of, up. It's gonna I'm be. I'm not. It's gonna be of tag team wrestling. Mina. Sky Pirates will do that. I mean, just the little we've seen with them in NXT has been amazing. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Um, and lastly, I'm gonna say Daniel Bryan. Lashley, really? Oh, lastly, lastly, um, he just dropped the WWE title to Kofi Kingston, of course, at Mania. And I kind of feel like he, too, would benefit. He's been on SmackDown, like, more or less, even before he was general manager. He was f- going to be kind of the focus of SmackDown before he was made to retire. Um, send him over to Raw. Let him have a feud with Seth Rollins. Excuse me. I think that'd be fantastic. This <laughs> Red Bull really getting to me. Let's go on an episode of Match Chat. We got going for ourselves <laughs> so far today, huh? I'm about to go grab a Pacifico.
1: Oh, wow. I need you to open it for me, though. I can do my 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 cool yeah, little parlor I'll, trick. Yeah, I'll, I'll end up killing it. I'll end it. will like break and go everywhere. I'll be bleeding. Yeah, probably. I want to see you try to do it first. Okay. We got to put it on video though. Of course. And and this, I want to this drink is, it This is not night. a good edge. No, sport. I'm gonna do
2: it over there. Yeah. All right. Anyways, um, so those 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 are the names I have in mind. Okay. I think those would all be good.
1: None of them are as good as bullet club. Yeah, talk about not getting your hopes is up. Is the real. I hope it happens. I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh, next, we got a ooh. This is a great question. Well, okay. Number one, I want to shout out to Draft House Games. Yes. Again, another quality YouTube channel. You can find uh, just go to YouTube and put in the search uh, Draft House Games. They have been uh, a huge sponsor mm-hmm. of Going In Raw for mm-hmm. many, 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 many months yes. now. Maybe even going over a year. Yeah. They're always sending us a bunch of cool stuff in the yeah. mail. They've been a long time, uh, high dollar patron. For the longest time, I'm yes. so glad they finally decided to send in a Matt Chat, and boy, what a Matt Chat question yes. it is! Uh, I know we were rolling on a reaction when we first watched it. Yeah, we will this roll roll that right after we watched this. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, anyways, here, here uh, take it away, Draft House Games.
0: This is Draft House Games with our first ever Matt Chat question. Steve and Larson, is Joey Ryan really ruining wrestling?
3: Yes, Stephen Larson. Is Joey Ryan ruining wrestling?
1: <laughs> thank you, Draft House Games, and thank you, Joey Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Joey. Uh, we've, we've met Joey before. We were lucky enough on the uh, during the Virgil Flynn show that uh, concluded the first arc of Friendo Road. Uh, I was lucky enough to talk to him for a little bit. We met him. Just, I mean, come on. The guy is absolutely amazing. Even if he didn't make a personal ap- appearance in that video, which by the way, let's take a look at our reactions, our reactions. Yes, that's, right that's, here. That's a must. As I talk, you could just, yeah. Yeah. We'll roll a B roll. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Even if he wasn't in that, uh, we would say the same thing. I think. Yeah. No, Joey Ryan from day one has enhanced pro wrestling. Yes. Has given so much to pro wrestling. Uh, and even if, even if we hadn't met him before, even if, uh, I hadn't seen him wrestle, at the beginning of his career, 20 years ago in L.A., back when we lived there, uh, going to those shows with Evald, mm-hmm. uh and seeing Joey Ryan, Scott Lost, all those guys who started PWG yep. back in the day. Yep. Even if that wasn't the case, even if all I knew from him was the penis plex, mm-hmm. I still would say this guy is adding so much to professional wrestling. If you if you want to get a uh, a friend into wrestling, the penis plex is all you need to look at. hmm because it encapsulates everything that's great about pro wrestling. Yes. No, anybody who says otherwise is an idiot. Yeah, I can't really add much else. You've covered pretty much all the bases. Sorry.
2: No, it's fine. You can add more if you want to. I mean, to. like, the answer is, is no, Joey is not rooting wrestling. A lot he's of making, people...
1: He's, he's expanding the breadth and width of what professional wrestling could be. Yeah. A lot of people point at the Young Bucks as, oh, you want to you make it without the WWE and pro wrestling? You just look no further than Joey Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it he It just was, proves that uh, uh, hard work uh creativity yes uh understanding how to uh talk to fans how to treat your audience yes all that stuff just look at everything he does yes and and has been doing for a, a great number for of two years. decades now yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's absolutely fantastic yeah Joey
2: ryan is the template of, of making it in this industry without needing to go to a huge company agreed absolutely. so it's it, for that reason and many more he is making wrestling better thanks draft house games thanks joey
0: Here, uh, we'll, we'll watch well, Zena let's watch Zena64's question and, and
2: bring your Pacifico in here and I'll see if I can do the thing here. Take it away, Zena64.
0: Salutations, friendos. So now that WrestleMania is in the books and Kofi Kingston and Becky Lynch are both champions, uh, what does WWE have to do to make them feel like big champs? Because they both uh, came from the ground up almost, and uh, now that they're champs, uh, what? how should they be booked to be looked at as um, main event Big championship stars. Uh, thank you.
2: Steve's back. He did it. Thank you, Xena64. Thank you, zena 64 See, so yeah, I taught you a new trick. Um, since you're drinking beer, I'll go first. Here's the thing Jeff, Jeff used to do that with his teeth and he used to bug the crap out of it. Yeah, him. that seems bad. I'm not huge on that. That's not good.
1: <laughs> one day he told me a story where he was on a conference call uh, in his office or whatever. Oh. And one of his teeth exploded. It's probably because he was taking these things off with his teeth. Anyway, sorry, Xena64. Uh, what was the question?
2: Uh, how should WWE book Becky and Kofi going forward? Here's the thing. With both Becky, more so with Kofi, but uh, with Becky uh, as well, a lot of the story, and what got really popular and hot, had a lot of momentum behind them, was The Chase. Yeah. And we've seen several times where the baby face after The Chase wins the title, and it's hard to to to, to replicate, continue that love of momentum and emotion. Uh, that the fans invest in their story because they've got the top prize. So what they really need is odds to overcome. Yeah. And in Becky's case, I feel like that's easy. She's a dual champ on both shows. She said she'll take anyone on the locker room, um, and that's what needs to happen. Everybody needs to be gunning for Becky Lynch. Like, whatever feuds you have on the side, focus on the champ, because here's the thing. She's defending on both shows. That's twice the work for her.
1: Well, it kind (sighs) of... Ideally, I, I agree totally. I think that's how they should do it. I yeah, think it should that, be a separate
2: feud for separate shows and I separate think belts.
1: Lacey Evans attacks her on Raw, and as Becky Lynch is talking about Lacey Evans, you know, uh, Naomi or whoever yeah, comes Mandy out Yeah, Mandy Rose Smackdown. comes
2: down and drops her with a knee. Exactly. That's how it should be. That's how it really should be. That's how be. it should be. The, the, the odds should continually escalate for Becky, um, and that's how you keep that momentum going. Yeah. Because then if, if everybody is is going after her, that's everybody she has to fight off. And as she fights everybody off, uh, uh, that's just more damage she's taking, which
1: means fans are going to sympathize w- with her even more. I just get the feeling they're going to play it like it's a unified championship, and that's why Lacey Evans attacked mm. her on both shows. But I agree; I think they should do it the way you just said. Um, uh, sorry. And uh, for Kofi, um, I, I
2: I don't mind the idea of The Bar and Drew going head to head with the New Day because uh, The Bar has a lot of history with the New Day. Drew. Uh, I've been waiting for him to get into the the title picture mm-hmm. um, and those are pretty massive odds for Kofi to have to deal with because Drew has been booked more or less as a monster ever since he debuted on Main. Yeah. However, I think at some point he has to revisit his feud with Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen moments uh, in the build-up to his title win where he's kind of overcome Orton but uh, I think it, it was largely in, in, in scenarios like the... Uh, uh, Gauntlet match yeah, and, and whatnot. But if, if there's a prolonged feud, prolonged meaning a couple months maybe, where he eventually overcomes Orton, um, kind of puts that feud that started back, what, in 2009, 10, whatever it was, uh, a little bit later than that actually, to rest, um, move on to other things. I think that could be uh, some
1: interesting symmetrical storytelling there. I think that'd be really good. Uh, I'd like them to re- revisit the Wyatt family with the New Day. Uh, Bray Wyatt needs a, a big feud to come back. Uh, Bray Wyatt, bring back Harper into the Wyatt family, and then Puppet. And Spitting Image Puppet. And spitting Image Puppet. I think who wouldn't want to see that? that no, I, I think I agree what you said. I think that Kofi, um, given how they, they booked his uh, his ascendance into main titles, into the top title scene, uh, I think you need to focus on that. I think that he's got sort of uh, this – the New Day, I think, can be – it's funny because there's three of them, and when they started out, they were, you know, uh, heels uh, who had to sort of be their cheating ways. You'd have to overcome them. I think things are just sort of different with with Kofi. I think he can be booked as kind of a almost a, a, a face Daniel Bryan type when he was, you know, just taking on all comers and he would just be resistant, resistant, resistant. I think Kofi needs to be booked the same way. You know, whenever he's got a challenger, okay, New Day, you need to go to the back now. I need mm-hmm. to prove this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think the fans are totally behind him and I think they'll continue to be so. I think that we're looking at something that like, uh, as of like a month ago when it seemed evident that Kofi was gonna be taking on Daniel Bryan at Mania, it almost seemed like, okay, well, they're gonna do this Kofi thing and then they're gonna come back to Daniel Bryan. I'm not so sure they're going to do that, yeah. given the the crowd's reactions to Kofi. Which I think
2: would, is one reason I think Daniel Bryan benefit from a move to Raw. I agree. Just completely yeah. separate uh, yeah. Daniel Bryan from that storyline entirely, move him to the other brand. I agree. Let him do but something I, mean, fresh. I think
1: as long as the crowd is behind Kofi, mm-hmm. then he's going to have a pretty decent run with yeah, that I title. Think so. And it's just all about continuing his momentum. To the, keep the, the crowd friendly behind them. The biggest concern that people had when the during Raw when the title versus title thing was announced was oh my god, they're not gonna do that to Kofi, are they? Yeah, people are really concerned about that. No. People really want to see that title on Kofi, and I think they're gonna keep it on him as long as the crowd is behind him. Yep.
2: Next, got a question from Well, two similar questions. First, B man, Patrick Sparks, And also Stephen M about
1: money in the bank. Money in the bank. We'll
2: play them back to back. Mm-hmm. Hey friendos, Pat here. Alright, Mania Week is over. We are into the Superstar Shake-Up Week. And then after
3: that, there is uh, only four weeks until Money in the Bank. So, is it going to be a lackluster build, uh, Money in the Bank? Is it going to be a great build? Uh,
2: who are some of the superstars that you want to see and you think will be in the uh, Money in
3: the Bank match for the men's match for both Raw and SmackDown? And the women's match for, obviously, both Raw and SmackDown? And... Who would you like to win
4: but book it have fun what's up friendos steven m here quick question who should win money in the bank both men's and women's and how should they cash it in
1: thank you b-man and steven m thank you both uh so uh, obviously money in the bank's next big pay-per-view to come up so mm-hmm. who do we want to see in money in the bank who do you want to see uh to win it who do you want to see win it um so i know drew showed up on smackdown this past week might remain to be seen i mean he disappeared as almost as as soon as he was there uh i still really like this idea of drew and seth rollins I, i still really like it uh so i think that's where you that's where you stay you you keep drew and seth you keep drew on raw seth on raw i think drew wins money in the bank successfully cashes it in that night we haven't seen that in a little while uh and then seth wins it back at SummerSlam. I realize, I think that universal title. I think we need to get the idea that that thing could change hands at any time after being on Brock for so long. Didn't Alexa cash in the same night last year? Did yeah, that happen last year? Yeah. On okay. Naya. Well, we haven't seen it on the men's side since uh, since Dean. Yeah, like three years ago. That three was four years three ago. Three years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we had who was it? Baron. When? Who won? The, oh, Braun won it last time. Before that, it was Baron, and those are both you know largely forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Braun, like, announced his cash-in for... Yeah, that was a huge mistake. Was a crown jewel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, uh, we haven't seen this successful thing, so I think Drew, I think, is in a perfect position. I think Money in the Bank generally works best when it's in the hands of a heel, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the idea of uh, Drew successfully cashing it in, I don't know who Seth is going to fight at Money in the Bank, but the idea of Drew cashing it in... And then Seth having to claw back and win it back at SummerSlam, I think would be a strong idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I'd like to see Mandy Rose win it, uh, win Money in the Bank, and then at some point maybe Oscar win that title and Mandy Rose will cash in on her. All right. that's a storyline they they should get back to.
2: Yeah. Uh, on the men's side, I'd like to see Drew, AJ, uh, Andrade, Almas, Mustafa Ali,
1: Bray Wyatt, Man, Hey Man, I and got Ricochet. My yeah, that'd be good. And the men's ladder match, mm-hmm. Drew wins. I think that's probably the the best way you can have Drew beating Kofi for it is just cashing in after a brutal yep. title defense. Yep. Yeah, that's not a bad idea.
2: And then on the women's side, uh, Asuka, Naomi, Ember Moon, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Boston Hug going forward. Now, What's, the latest,
1: what's the latest with Sasha? I, her, I haven't uh, heard
2: anything new. Her little tweets. Um, Asuka wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you go with the, the idea that Becky's dealing with, with several challengers on – two different fronts, and then you got Asuka yeah. there with the briefcase with an automatic challenge or automatic title match. Uh, those are some steep odds for the man. Yeah. And the steeper the odds for her, uh, the, I feel like the, 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 the more the crowd will be behind her. hmm mm-hmm. You don't need the McMahons get involved in any of that either.
1: No. The only the McMahon, McMahon I want to see on TV right now is Shane. Shane, yep. He's so great. I, I was actually thinking, I was like, how can we get Shane to win money in the bank? Just be in the match. That would be awesome. That would be great. I'm the best in the world. Baked potato face. Oh, man. Uh, Liam Jones is back with another Matt Chat mm-hmm. question, mm-hmm. Uh, and his is pretty simple. Let's see what he has to ask.
0: Hey, Stephen Lawson, what is your favorite WrestleMania?
2: Thank
1: you, Liam, Liam Jones. Jones.
2: For me, it's WrestleMania 30. I was really invested in the Daniel Bryan storyline. for sure. So for uh, him to beat Triple H to open the show and to claim... The title at the end of the show, Beating Orton to Batista, pretty huge. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can argue all we want about whether Taker's streak should have been broken. Nonetheless, it was memorable. I remember sitting in the recliner in your house watching that show and having a a bag of salt and pepper kettle chips Mm -hmm. next to me and I think an orange rock star recovery. Yeah. Thinking, what the hell did I just witness? I never uh, uh, dreamt of a day where The Undertaker would lose at WrestleMania, and here I was. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. so it, the, that show's super memorable, has some really good matches in it, um, and yeah, I think I would consider that probably my favorite.
1: What are the other matches on that card? I'm, I'm looking, looking it at up right, right now. Because yeah, that was a really strong one. Let's see here. Of course, there was Daniel Bryan versus Triple H versus <clears throat> uh, Cesaro versus Big Show. No, oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. That was, was Cesaro 1. Oh,
2: Cena versus Wyatt was a really entertaining match. Um, the finish didn't go the way it should have, but the story they were telling during the match was really good. Yeah, the Shield versus Kane
1: in the New Age. Onwards. That was a
2: squash match. The, what I really enjoyed about this one, it was like three and a half hours long, and there's only eight matches, seven mm-hmm. matches on the main card. Um, How long is it? On like three, I mean, like every match save well, like uh, four matches or over 20 minutes. Yeah. They really let the show breathe. Yeah.
1: I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm going to go with, historically speaking, WrestleMania 18. Uh, We had The Rock versus Hogan on that one. And regardless of what I or anyone else thinks about Hogan now at the time, I remember that being a very, very special moment. Uh, I felt like that was also uh, sort of the first. It was like truly kind of the invasion thing. Like there was a lot of invasion type matches on there. The, the, the rosters were mingling a lot more uh, from WCW I mean you had you had DDP versus Christian on that card you had RVD versus William Regal for the IC title that was probably a decent match I don't remember uh, Edge versus Booker T of course you have Undertaker versus Flair mm-hmm. I remember that was a fucking fun match Ooh, I shouldn't have maybe I should I don't care uh, that was a really fun match mm-hmm. um, of course he had and I know that, that like he that neither guy was really happy with this match. But you have Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. versus the NWO, you know, versus Scott Hall, and then he has Kevin Nash with him. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but to me, that was just really cool. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, man, the NWO, Stone Cold, like those are the two biggest, those are the two reasons I really got into wrestling was NWO and, and Stone Cold. So that was really cool. And then to top it all off, I mean, the throwaway match here was for the Undisputed Championship, Triple H versus Chris Jericho, and mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, So you had a lot of cool stuff going on, but I remember being at a. I always forget the name of that place. What was that place called? Yankee Doodles. Yankee Doodles. It was a bar in L.A. Yep. Uh, and just the the atmosphere, a bunch of wrestling fans. Nobody's being a jerk. Nobody's being a dick. The Rock versus Hogan, and everybody in that place was just like everybody understood how cool it was. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was that. It was you know a combination of the atmosphere, the card itself, the significance of a lot of that stuff. I'll never forget Arn Anderson rolling in that match and giving oh, yeah, a spinebuster yeah, yeah. to the Undertaker. That was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to say WrestleMania 18. Fair enough. Next from the Hall of Famer,
0: Christian. Christian.
2: Take it away, Christian.
0: Hey, Steve. Hey, Larson. It's the Hall of Famer Christian here with another Matt Chat question. My question for you guys this week is regarding my, yours, and everybody's favorite faction the Undisputed Era. My question about the Undisputed Era is, if you look at the, um, the YouTube, the WWE YouTube, there after the Adam Cole-John Gargano match, there was a tease of dissension in the Undisputed Era, particularly between Roddy and Cole. My question to you guys is, is this the right direction? Or should Roddy defect? Should they kick Roddy out, the original three? Where should the Undisputed Era go now that the dissension has been teased? Too sweet, hardy handshake.
1: Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. Uh, I'll go first. All right. I'm going to say I think they should use the the tension in Undisputed Era uh, as a big swerve to get Roderick Strong in a stronger position to challenge for the North American title which would lead to them making good on their promise that they will all be draped in gold. I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, I think that if Adam Cole seemed to be focusing a bit of his ire at Roderick Strong in particular, I think he was yelling at him saying, what exactly were you doing out there? If you have the Undisputed Era, for example, maybe kick out Roderick Strong, and he goes through this big sort of, babyface taking on the Undisputed Era type thing, Mm -hmm. man on his own, and then it's revealed to be, and then build him up as a singles guy to the point where he challenges Velveteen Dream. Undisputed Era comes out, and you think it's to mess with Roderick Strong. Instead, they swerve Velveteen Dream, leading to Strong getting the title. Maybe uh, later that night or whatever, Adam Cole picks up the NXT title. I don't know. You have everybody with gold. They carry out their goal. I think that would probably be the best way. Everybody wants to see these guys together. So, yeah, should they do it? Yes, but for a big swerve. That's what I think. All right. As long as there's some
2: motivation or storyline motivation, reasoning for why they keep losing, then I'd be happy with it. They're just there, kind of with a case of senioritis, waiting for their main roster call-up. Nobody wants that. And in the meantime, just kind of losing without much direction. That's the worst possible scenario for them. Yeah. Um, so if they're losing and it's all because they have a story in mind where there's tension between them, you know, ever since Bobby Fish has come back from injury, it seems like the chemistry in Undisputed Era is not the same. Um, and, and maybe uh, the idea is that Adam Cole uh, is, is sticking by his original two uh, friends, members of Undisputed Era. I think maybe the reason the chemistry is off is not because Bobby Fish returned from injury, is that Roderick Strong is there now. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't part of the original team. Yeah. And therefore, there's tension. Uh, in the end, Roderick Strong gets kicked out. Then you can get a, a pretty massive baby face push out of that. Just not the swerve at the end. As long, as, really, though, as long as there's a storyline behind why they're losing all the time, I'd be content with that.
1: Yeah, in the end, though, I don't want them to be apart. Oh, I really don't either. Great for like, a big old swerve to happen. That'd be awesome. Because you're you're accomplishing both things. You have Roderick Strong being like way more powerful, and then he's back in the group with title, and they're all draped. Yeah, that's perfect. In the end, all I want, but I don't. Th- here, I don't think all th- of them to have I've, be draped. I have in a gold. feeling they're not going to be wearing,
2: winning any gold in NXT this year. Um, so my gut tells me, if they're in NXT for the rest of the year,
1: even if they're in NXT for the rest of the year, absolutely they will. I think Adam Cole should be winning that thing soon. Oh, he probably should have won it last weekend. Yeah, well, they have no reason for tension, anyways. They should have been walking into that room and been like, what the hell was that? You can't hit that guy with a bus and he'd kick out. Oh, well, that's what happens. Roderick Strong, next time rent an actual bus and we'll figure to see if we can win that thing.
2: Johnny would kicked out still, though.
1: I mean, there's only so much you can do with that. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you could do with
2: that. You need to drop the, uh, the, the proverbial piano on him from a uh, skyscraper. All, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby. Just, Last look, man standing match. We gave then you can't finish. get up then.
1: We gave him our finish, Cole. What do you want? Roderick Strong. I don't know. I don't think he gave him his finish. What do he want to get? You know, Roderick Strong was dealing with the ref. He was mm-hmm. doing his job. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole has nobody to blame except for Creative.
2: Yeah, that's true, but you can't do that. That's breaking kayfabe too much. That's too too much. Uh, next, we got a question from Christopher Rampersod
1: Hello, Stephen
3: Larson. So my question is, um, after watching WrestleMania, and it was a very long show. What match would have you um, cut out and replace
1: with? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. I was going to go with your answer. You can go ahead first,
2: though. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Ray. I understand the match accomplished uh, uh, probably one goal, making Joe look like an absolute beast, which I'm always in favor for. And it
1: did it very efficiently.
2: It did in less than a minute. But the issue is, I think, is that Ray was hurt. And that's probably really why the match was only a minute long. Yeah. Um, And uh, while it was cool seeing Joe squash Ray Mysterio, essentially, in less than a minute, uh, Ray's injury unfortunately deprived us of what probably would have been a really good match, and I understand that late point. You really, although they announced the ankle injury earlier on, uh, you can't just you know like cancel the match. So this is probably the best situation they come up with. That being said, it was probably the least consequential match. You really couldn't take Roman Drew out because they spent a lot of TV time trying to build this match up, and it was Roman's return match at Mania. Since returning from uh, his his leukemia re- uh, uh, coming back, yeah, he can't
1: really take that match off the card. No, oh, I know, but so by I, default, it kind of has to be Joe versus Ray. Yeah, but here's the thing: if the premise of the question is, it was really long, what would you cut?" You're just cutting a minute. That ain't going to change the length of the pay per view. No, I mean the length is what it was. It really, I, mean, I didn't really wasn't well, really bothered by the length. Okay, much, so actually. no, that that's fine. We we can change, We can switch the conversation up. My my only thing about saying Roman Drew, you're you're right. Storyline, there, there's no way you can take Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre out of WrestleMania. And what are you going to do? Put Roman in the Battle Royal? <laughs> no. No. I mean, maybe. Unless that's going to make about the show. Maybe you could have added Roman to the Kurt Angle Baron Corbin thing. Could have done that, maybe. Uh, because Roman and Baron Corbin, they've had their problems. So maybe you could do something there. I don't know. Maybe Drew McIntyre. I don't know. Anyways, uh, this idea. This idea, I saw a tweet from somebody, some sports writer, I think, (laughs) who said, I really don't think WrestleMania, it's obvious they can't pull off a good seven and a half hour show. And this is on the heels of everybody saying how good WrestleMania was. Everybody said this about WrestleMania. Yeah, it was really good, but it was so long. Well, if it wasn't good, if 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 it wasn't good because it was long, then it wasn't good. If it was good, what does it matter how long it was? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, here's another issue. Yes, a quality here's show. Here's another thing, too. I don't want to spread over two days. Let me ask
2: you this. Do you think anybody could put on a, a, a seven and a half hour show and have it be from start, from bell to bell, for the entire length of the show, excellent? No. That is a long wrestling show. Yeah, it is. Long. Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom's five plus hours. Yeah. And it's generally really, really good. Yeah. But that's still two hours shorter than WrestleMania was. Mm-hmm. I think just put on a show of that length is just such a huge, enormous task. See, my, my in, take in, is And retaining the audience's attention to the full seven and a half hours is such an, a, a, a huge task. It's based, it may be nigh impossible. Here's what I
1: would do. This is what I would do. Keep WrestleMania seven hours. Number one, it's only five hours. You don't have to watch the kickoff. Yeah, you don't have to watch the kickoff. So it's only five hours. This is basically Wrestle Kingdom length. Yeah. Um, you keep that the length it is. It's once a year. You can sit there once a year and watch the show. You've got every single week. If, what if, if, what we want? You want really great matches? Okay, you get that every week on 205 Live. You get that every week on NXT. You want the best matches? Just watch TakeOver. Don't bother watching anything else. Yeah, um, WrestleMania is all about spectacle. It's seven hours long or seven and a half hours long if you're going to watch everything. And it's once a year. I think I would probably endeavor to make Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, all like three and a half hours long, including be, an hour long five hours with total. Show. Yeah. Right. So you make your big, you know, you do that. All the other ones are three and a half hours, including an hour long kickoff or something like that. Yeah, Three, four, and a half, four hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Four hours. That makes sense. Um, So that it makes WrestleMania even more special. The problem is when you get into things like the Rumble being six hours long. Mm -hmm. That's where you're getting to a problem because Mm -hmm. it's like, no, WrestleMania should be one long-ass day of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And it's totally fine because it's once a year. It's an event. I really loved it because there was a – and yes, we are in a a unique position. But I think a lot of our friendos out there joining us for the live stream felt this way also – it's something that we're all doing together. Mm-hmm. And is it going to be good? Is it going to be lousy? Whatever it is, we're all going to get through it it's together. It's a communal event. Yes. It is. It's yes. a communal event. It's like, I mean, I don't know. How long is uh, Burning Man? It's like a whole weekend. Yeah. Nobody ever says, oh, I want Burning Man to be three and a half hours. But I don't know how, how long is actually dedicated to the Burning Man <laughs> Ceremony, where the heck they
2: call it. I have no idea. But I think I've it's a whole weekend. A people go out to the middle of the desert. Yeah. Do what they do. Yeah. And then set a giant thing on fire. And they're all naked and stuff. I guess. I don't so know. Whatever happens. But it's not. It's less about setting that giant thing on fire as opposed to all these people being there in one place in a communal event. Right, exactly. Sharing the experience together. Yeah. And WrestleMania is the same thing.
1: So I'm totally, I don't want it spread over two. Then I got to commit myself to two days. Yeah. I don't no, want to well, do that. Get out of the way in one day. One day, a big thing, you prep for it. You get in your comfiest comfies. You find the comfiest chair you can possibly you get good in. good
2: snacks, a couple beers, you're good to go.
1: Then you're good to go. You just watch it. You want to take a nap? Take a nap. Yeah. You know, want to go know. for a walk real quick? Choose a match. Yep. Just not the Joe Ray match because it's going to be gone. It'd be, uh, or just take a really short walk. Yeah. Around the block. Yeah. Or across your living room. You uh, know, yes. Yeah. Jacksonville's number one has a question. Let's see what he has to say.
0: Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, on Halili. And I'm back with another Matt Chat question. So, with the reaction Roman Reigns got at Mania, which is kind of meh, and then the reaction he got after Raw went off the air on Monday, where people booed him after uh, Seth Rollins called him out, is WWE uh, making the same mistake again? Could... They do something different this time. Um, what can they do to do different? Let me know your thoughts. And this has been Jacksonville's number one. Peace out, guys.
1: Thank you, Guillaume Halili. Thank you, Guillaume. So, Roman Reigns. Uh, I actually, somebody, I forget who it is. Somebody tweeted at me, too, and said, uh, no, 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 it was in our YouTube comments for our Mania recap or our after Mania recap. Said, yeah, he was there, and a lot of the crowd was booing Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah I saw that, too. They're back to doing it. I think there's, there's a couple things here, man. Number, uno, number one, number uh, one, he wasn't gone that long. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't, and we all understood the magnitude of what was happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess maybe there would be more of a more of a honeymoon period for him amongst fans. I'm not booing the guy, but amongst fans, if look, obviously it was a dire thing that he went through, but nobody was really personally witnessed to that all the pictures that it was like he's gone he's in this movie here he is looking great um and that's that is not meant as an excuse or anything but he really wasn't gone that long it didn't really feel like he was gone all that much you know mm-hmm. and then he was back and he looked great
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so maybe there's just a perception thing where it's like uh it's it's roman again and he's winning with a single spear and a superman punch and he's fine and how long is it going to be until they're doing the same thing that we were booing him for in the first place? I mean, I, it's not how I personally feel, but I, yeah, I think not, that's not probably yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe what it is. Maybe. you know it, probably
2: still just a knee-jerk reaction. Roman appears, fans boo. You know, I guess there was a bit of a honeymoon period when he came back. Um, apparently, if this last weekend any indication. But, you know, the mania weekend crowd is a bit of a different crowd than your average raw or smackdown are you literally about to say
1: they usually cheer what they boo and they boo what they cheer
2: no but there is a different crowd it's not your average rank and file raw or smackdown audience you know that's true um so i don't necessarily think they're repeating the same mistakes because if they were he would have said i'm back Oh, by the way, want my universal title back, and even be the main event in WrestleMania one.
1: That's true. That is true. That
2: would have been literally repeating the mistakes. So far, they've played it pretty well with him. They've kept him away. They even had that thing with Seth. He's like, "Nope, I'm not getting involved in your business." And he said his goal is not necessarily titles now; it's to spread a message, that, you know, like a, a, of, of positivity, mm-hmm. um, you know, and 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 being able to overcome uh, obstacles. Um, so he seems like his purpose in WWE now is greater than titles. Mm-hmm. So they've had a, a, a segment with Seth that directly uh, addressed kind of the elephant in the room. That was put aside. He said his mission now is not necessarily championships. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, they've played it right. So they need to follow through on that. He, I agree with you. He should not be in any title picture for at least the next six to eight months, mm-hmm. minimum. Um, I think it would help him to move to SmackDown, get away from Raw, because as long as he's there, there's always going to be the, 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 the idea that, well, Things aren't going how Vince wants them to be. He probably just wants that belt on Roman again, anyway. Yeah, move him to SmackDown, get him away from all that. Yeah, um, get him some new creative. Just let him be him.
1: Yeah, I think one thing that they, they they probably missed the boat on, or they they really should have done when he came back was if he wants to come back and say, hey, you know, character wise, I want to be closer to Joe the person mm-hmm. uh, than Roman the character. That's great. There needs to be some sort of visual aspect to that. You need to get him out of that vest. You need to give him a slight rebrand. Some Zubaz shorts. Some Zubaz shorts. Make him chill Roman or the Dean uh, shirt. Um, No, but I think that he should. There should be some. And I don't know. Look, I don't know. I I like how we've rebranded him on Stephen Larson Book Raw. I do. I, it's because we it's feel probably like probably not realistic for them to go with the Zubat. No, shorts. it's not that. But I feel like we've found
2: like any any Repackage we've done with Aben and we or I feel like is we, we we look at the essence of the person or character we're presented Sometimes. with on WB. Yeah, Sometimes. In the same case of Roman, he was mentioned this uh, or SmackDown recap. I think I was like, he just seems like a really chill dude. Yeah, he
1: was chill Roman. Yeah. even the thing with Drew, he comes out with no clothes on.
0: Yeah,
3: because
1: he's such a man. Yeah, here's here's maybe what you do. Here's maybe because I'm trying to think, I'm like, okay, they can't give him Zubaz pants like No, he obviously did. not. Obviously not. What if they did something like this? Really what it is, he needs to get rid of the vest. That's really the
2: thing. If he came out in his pants and the boots and just like a cutoff shirt or no shirt, I'd be totally fine with that. Here's my idea. You need idea. to lose the vest. Here's my idea. This, this is how this, you need is, to lose. this is
1: what I would actually do. Because he still has like the SWAT pants and the boots. And I think that's getting rid of the vest is sort of halfway. Here's what, so here's what you do. This is what you do. But it's going to be so weird to see him in like trunks or No, 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 this this is what you do. Here's, this is how you do it. Listen. He borrows Dean's jeans. No, I don't want to see him wrestle in jeans either. That's terrible. Uh, And I don't want him dressed like a waiter, like Baron Corbin and no singlets. Here's what you do. So he came back and he said, Hey, I'm back. You know, I'm, I'm in remission y'all. That's great. Um, Maybe instead of immediately putting him into a feud with Drew McIntyre, which just feels like no time has been lost. Yeah, I know. Maybe you show us, even though he's already been training, maybe you show us part of his training process. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm back, but I've been gone. And I've been going through this treatment. I need to get back into fighting shape. And so you show us what it looks like with him doing whatever training it is he's doing. If it's kickboxing, if it's whatever. And in those training montages, he's wearing... Similar to like what Brock wears, yeah, some MMA type shorts that well, are kind of looser. The
2: first two weeks he came back, he was wearing a lot of Jordan brand stuff. He has some mm-hmm. Jordan brand pants. He's wearing yeah. some Jordan fours. And then yeah. he came back, I believe. So have him. Yeah, just wear. wear I was going to say the same thing. Something like Brock wears.
1: So I think that he, look, if he's got like some cool kick pads going, like the Brock shorts, which are kind of like, you know, the, the mid thigh MMA type shorts. Mm-hmm. And then like some, you know, his his gloves. And maybe he keeps the, the gauntlet thing because that's kind of cool because you do this stuff. Yeah. Maybe he does that. And then he comes out to the ring in like the 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 merch shirt, which is like the the sleeveless merch shirt, yeah, yeah. like the tank top merch shirt, yeah. And then he takes that off, and let's see the dude's beef, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who that's a that's a visual reimagination of this guy that we now understand as being more him, yeah, than, as opposed to dun it dun it bulletproof vest that stuff, you know, and it's all set up through. Yeah. Like four mini docks, like 15-minute yeah, yeah, mini yeah, docks yeah. Yeah, that, that are done by that guy who does the chronicle stuff, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And there you have your rebranded Roman Reigns. Yeah. How about this? Bummed out they
2: didn't do that. Just take the 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 cargo pants. Just cut them, make them into shorts. That's what
1: I do in the summertime. Yep. I take all my uh cool sweatpants. Cool. I take all my Walmart sweatpants. Yeah. I cut them off at the knees. And then I'm good for the summer. Yep. I'm the comfiest but person. But then you to have know. to go and buy new sweatpants every winter. <laughs> this morning. Yeah, they're $6 a pop. That's so you can $6. have an entire week's worth for 40 bucks.
2: Why don't you just, like, how many how many pairs of sweats do you go to, through every winter? Take a uh, guess. How many, but do you buy? Three, four?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: three. Okay, how about this? Start of every winter, you buy six. Three to keep long, three to cut the, cut the legs off of. And there, you spent half as much money. You get to wear those for Five multiple years. years.
1: I'm trying to save you some money, man. I know we're not ballers here, but I can afford new sweatpants at um, Walmart. They're $6. They seem very efficient, Steve. So anyways, moving on. Next. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I was you have more to add. about the sweatpants this is a quick, t- quick tangent. This morning, I, I know I've got jeans on right now, <clears> but I put on my gray sweatpants. And uh, for whatever reason, I always go to Lacey's full-length mirror to see what I'm wearing. So I go over there. I'm like looking at myself. I look at Lacey. I'm like... Why am I looking at myself in the mirror? Like, oh, yeah, this is the, this is the outfit right now. Did you pose? Did you? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, I'm just wearing sweatpants. Do I really want to check what I'm, you know, make sure this ensemble works? Wow, these are really flattering.
4: <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home,
3: Live, only on Netflix.
1: Oh, uh, who's next? Philly Flexer. Oh, nice. Hey,
3: guys. Philly Flexer here. Uh, my match check question this week is, um, should WWE bring back uh, brand split pay-per-views? I feel like more roster movement had got built up, more people got built up during that era or whatnot, because when every pay-per-view had uh, came around... You had to have stories, at least five stories or whatnot, going on at the same time. And I feel like right now, a lot of times when we're on SmackDown, you get the same three stories kind of just recycling, recycling, recycling every episode or whatnot. And I just feel like we can have a little bit more variety. All right.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you, Philly Flexer. Thank you, Philly Flexer.
2: Uh, no. I'm, I, I, I think they're when they had the dual brand or sorry, the single branded pay-per-views and your suggestion is probably the, 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 most decent compromise I would think that I would be okay with. But I kind of feel like when they were doing the single branded pay-per-views on a monthly basis, your pay-per-views were getting just glorified episodes of that brand particular that show is true. where the wrestling would be a little bit better. The matches would be a little bit longer um, and you wouldn't have as many backstage segments to slow down the pace of the show. It was too much. It was too much. And when they made the move to do dual branded pay-per-views, I thought, great, awesome. Because uh, not every story needs to play out on Mm -hmm. Um, pay-per-view. So I was totally on board with it. Give us really good monthly dual brand pay-per-views, eight matches, three hours or so, uh, really good wrestling, advanced stories. Um, I think that's totally fine. How they've been approaching it for the last, I don't know what year, how
1: long it's been, Mm -hmm. has worked pretty well. I think it's worked better than it had been before with the dual brand pay-per-views. Uh, I'm sorry. With the split brand pay per view, yeah. Um, I would say this. I'd be okay with the idea if the the shows were we'd still only get one pay per view a month. But it'd be bimonthly. It, yeah. So like Raw would get one every two months. SmackDown would get one every two months. And then of course you would have alternate months. Yeah. The the Survivor Series and the Big Four and maybe Money in the Bank would all be uh, dual brand. Um, so yeah. I mean I don't know. I I guess that it could. It could work if they if they went back to doing it like that. I mean, I think things with the shakeup now, um, it might feel a little bit different. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think how they've been doing it has been okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, the thing that I like about. Doing it once every two months, but then every month you can have a wild card finals.
2: Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You, <laughs> you convince me there.
1: You can have, well, you could have a special episode of SmackDown, a special beefier episode of Raw, or whatever. Yeah, wild card do finals. It. It's like wild you, card finals. You didn't
2: say anything else other than wild card finals.
1: Well, I don't know. Some people haven't been around as long as knowing the wild card finals <laughs> what, joke. Two years ago. <laughs>
2: two years ago. Never yeah. it was. Uh, Less than
3: that. Yeah.
2: Uh, next, Cult the False Realities.
3: Hello, Stephen Larson. Cult the False Realities here. Back with another Matt Jack question. As you can see, got a new look now. And my question actually has to do with alter egos. Who has the best alter ego in wrestling? And you guys kind of dropped the ball last week with my Matt Jack question. So, Larson, you do inside WWE, Steve, outside WWE too sweet hearty handshake thank you
1: cult of false reality thank you very much apparently we dropped the we 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 dropped the bollock last week i'm not sure i'm gonna do much better this week yes yeah, but i'll go first all right i think the best all-time uh, outside wwe alter ego has been abyss uh because he also had joe park who was a really comedic lawyer and he was actually really good what what, what not Huh? I gave you a good answer before we started. I said uh, Jeff Hardy and Itchweed in TNA. Well, that's good too, but I'm looking for the best, not just the f- funniest for bad reasons. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say what it's. What about the Surfer best. Sandman in, in Hardcore <laughs> Sandman? I don't think that was an alter ego there. That was just a gimmick change, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also say this is for fun suicide. That's the same gimmick to pe- different people underneath the mask. <laughs> that, yeah, it's same character, different people. Okay, yeah. it's a different thing. Yeah, that's not an alter ego. Okay. <laughs> alter
2: ego is one person, different different aspects of that person's character.
1: Uh, yeah. For example... and it's Abyss and Joe Park. For
2: example, today, it's Finn Balor, Demon Balor. Demon Balor is finally wrestling different than Finn Balor. Yeah, that's good. And therefore, I'm getting more on board with it. Uh, but the downside of that, he's doing <sighs>
1: a lot more <sighs> than he did before. Unnecessary. Yeah, it's like he forgot how to do Demon.
2: I think he said that. He does it so irregularly now that every time he puts yeah. the paint on, he has to figure out how to do the entrance yeah. all over yeah. again. All time, though, is Mick Foley. Three alter egos, all of them great.
1: Yeah. It's Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. Mick Foley, the, the best alter egos. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Of course, that's next to Surfer Samman, Regular Samman. Yeah, well, that's just a gimmick change, man. <laughs> Loki's up next. He's wandering around some garden somewhere. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Steven Larson. Loki Richard here with another Matt Chat question. We're walking through
2: Inari Temple. I have on my Inari mask. You know, couldn't stop me from buying this one. And uh, we have all this beautiful culture here. These shrines, you walk through all of them, and it gives you good luck. All the names here are donations to help to keep uh, the temple active. Uh, and my, all this culture and beauty. My Matt
1: Chat question for you this week is, what's the ugliest looking title? Have fun with the debate. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Loki.
2: Thank you, Loki.
1: Man, how about that Freak Legion dominating They are dominating. The fun-luminati fun Luminati right now, yeah. Over there on Fun Wrestling. Something Boys. else buried buried the uh, they've already. all been competitive matches you can't say buried oh man not buried. at all uh
2: anyways the ugliest looking title easily for me i saw it for the first time actually <laughs> when i watched uh, the g1 supercar because i don't watch ring of honor no and i'm necessarily gonna watch a whole lot more of it um their six-man tag titles are just like it's what the
1: hell are they thinking what the hell is that, dude? Cheap. They're awful. I was stunned because I didn't know what they look like. And there's like way
2: too much going on. Said, they look just, cheap. Just,
1: just show a picture of it. I don't know. If, I don't know how much you want to edit this, but if you can show a picture of it, that'd yeah. be ideal because it's really bad. Yeah, they're not good. let should belts. just be our thumbnail. Their hor- ugliest title ever. Yeah,
2: they're horrible looking belts.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with this. That's a good one because they just look cheap. At least this one. So my answer is actually. It's an inspired title design. It is inspired by the old school. It is inspired by old NWA stuff, but it just translated today. It just it's it's not, man. It's not good. It's the NWA national title. Oh, it's the national title? It's I think it's called the or is it North American title? I thought it was a national title. Maybe it's the national title. Continue. Um I think Willie Mac still has oh, yeah, it with the
2: United States. The NWA
1: national, yeah. And it's just this piece of red pleather or well, leather the
2: issue is i think is the design of the main plate which is just looks like a bunch of random clip art put together on on
1: metal so like that kind of thing well even even the strap how it's placed on there it's just like slapped on there like given how belt design has evolved so greatly i understand the the desire to do something that's old school and i appreciate the idea but like you said you know, you got the, the the this this United States plate on there with just a bunch of random clip art thrown on it of guys wrestling and an eagle and it's like Cooper font and stuff. And then some like weird side plates that are just like stapled on. It just looks cheap. Actually, in practice it doesn't look terrible. Like when he was actually holding it it looks kind of okay. But I don't know, man. It's just it's it's not it's not ideal it's kind of ugly yeah
2: it's it's just not well designed. I wouldn't want the, uh, it the the inspiration behind it is interesting it's just mm-hmm. not that well designed mm-hmm. whereas the Ring
1: of Honor wanted it just ugly I feel like there was a cool way you could have done like I honestly think that especially the national title came not that long after the NXT North, North American, American title which is beautiful and has like a similar colored strap and it's just it's beautiful and that I think is a really good modernization of an old school title. Mm-hmm. And so when you take both of them, which are kind of, you know, they they're, they serve the same function. And they
2: occupy the similar space, yes. Yeah.
1: It's just one looks really professional and really well done and truly inspired. The other one just looks like they tried to just directly make an old title. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, ooh, returning Matt Chatter, Joshua Martinez is back. And he's got a question about introducing wrestling to a special somebody in his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. See what he says.
2: Hey, friendos, Joshua Martinez back with another Matt Chat question. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, school took a lot of my time, but now I'm able to actually have a couple seconds to film something. Anyways, so my question this week is, I want to introduce my girlfriend to wrestling, and there's a Defy show this weekend. And I was wondering if you guys think that would be a great way to introduce her to it, um, or do you think something along the lines of a big WWE production would be a better way to uh, let I me mean, know what you guys think.
1: Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Joshua Martinez. Thank you, Joshua. I think we're both on the same page here. Oh, yeah, go to the indie show. Totally. Yeah.
2: Here's the thing about going to a WWE show. Unless you're going to a, a, a house show, there's going to be interruptions in your experience. You go to a Raw or a SmackDown taping, you got to sit there and do nothing while they have the... Well, SmackDown somewhat less so. Because uh, they, I think, they have the action going on during commercial breaks more than Raw does. Uh, you're going to have to sit there doing nothing watching the talents be kind of awkward standing around the ring while a commercial break happens um and it it disturbs the pace of the proceedings quite a bit if you go to a pay-per-view it's a little different if you go to a house show it's different um and even the house show though uh it, it they break character a bit it could still feel a bit impersonal whereas you go to independent show it's you 40 other people uh, regardless of where you are, you're pretty much right next to the ring. They do a lot of goofy stuff in indie shows, too. Yes. Like you,
1: they rely on comedy a bit more than they do in the WWE. Well,
2: they uh, rely a lot more on interaction with the audience and than they probably a, do in a, a WWE, sure. WWE show. Um, so if you want to get like, the most genuine, distilled experience of being at a pro
1: wrestling show, go to the indie show. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, I don't know if it was her first wrestling show or if we did any other WWE shows before that, but I took Lacey to, to PWG when mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. and I went, and she thoroughly enjoyed it. She thought it was great, and it's PWG. It's all like you're all like crushed in with a bunch of people, but everybody's like super nice. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just indie shows in general, and I think Joshua, he's out in Chicago, isn't he? No, where is he? He's in the, I think it's in Portland. Is he in, he's in the really Pacific yeah. Northwest? Yeah. We just met him in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure Portland probably has a killer. Yeah, he's he t- like Defy. Yeah, he was talking about going to, taking her to oh, a Defy oh show. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Those look amazing. Yeah. Those look really great. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely do that. And then uh and then yeah, if she's into that, then go with the WWE yeah, after totally. that for sure. Uh kind of a similar
2: question from Emilio Rafael. Let's see what Emilio has to say.
0: Greetings, Steven Larson. I have a question. So I wanna get a person to watch wrestling like They're not really into it at first, because, you know, they think it's, you know, oh, no, it's fake. Fuck it, you know? But I want to get them to watch it. So how do I get them, you know? Elaborate. How do I get that person to watch wrestling again? Because, come on, man. It's awesome. Like, Kobe Mania? Who knew, like, since his debut? Okay, never mind, never mind. How do I get that, uh... How do I get that person to watch wrestling? Thank you, guys. And...
2: Happy Sunday. Thank you, Emilio.
1: Thank you, Emilio. Go to the indie show. Yeah, same answer. Just take them to an indie show. The indie shows are endlessly entertaining. Because you, you get these young guys who are just starting out. Or dudes who have been there too long and they look like
2: us. or <laughs> Never <laughs> yeah, yeah, made yeah. it. Yeah, I know. Like guys in their 40s and 50s who just do it for the fun. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird mix. And you have like the young guys. like They might be decent in the ring. But they're still working out the character stuff. Yeah. So, the kind of why you maybe with some of their athleticism, but like the celebrate, they're just doing like Tom <laughs> McGee was in that video, you know? They're still learning the character stuff, but then you get these old guys who make it just barely wrestle anymore, but gosh, their
1: character work is good, yeah. you know? And it's a right, weird yeah. mishmash, and sometimes things really click and you get a really good match. And there's like a random like superstar from 15 years ago. Yeah,
2: or, or, or you know, some, you know, these days. um, mean, not as much as it was a couple of years ago, but you'll get. You know, major names coming in for local indie shows. Mm, you know, yeah. to work a match or, or two. You know, you get to see a penis plex from
1: our friend Joey. Maybe, Ojoy, right? totally, man. Yeah. Now that it's those are the best because, like, if you're up close and you're watching, like you said, somebody new or somebody who's been around for a really, really long time, you get to see a wider variety of what's going on. Everybody mm-hmm. brings in their own styles, their own influences, and it's less dictated by management. And so. You just get a better feel for pro wrestling, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just taking to my niche show. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we have a couple of text questions. Is that right? No. Oh, we've got more video questions? Yes. MHPW champion Joe. Oh, oh yeah, I remember this one. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's, on, he's on a walk here. Yes. Let's see what he has to say
3: uh hey steven larson this is mhpw champion joe with my first ever match chat question firstly i'd just like to say thank you for your content you've got the greatest sense of community within uh all the youtubers for wrestlers i don't know it's just yeah you, you, you really seem to have a rapport and actually i'm proud to be a part of it now anyway match chat question so raw and smackdown after wrestlemania things are very different things always change this time next year who do you think will have all of the respective belts whether or not they still exist the women's tag belts uh uh just yeah let me know who do you think will have which belt and
1: yeah thank you joe thank you joe man i'm out of breath watching that is he going uphill like a super steep hill i don't know i really appreciate what he said about the positivity in the front yes him. yes that's awesome that's one thing that. we try to do yeah uh, all right. Run, you, run, run your picks down real quick. So uh, before I get into this, I looked at my predictions for uh, the end of 2018, going into 2019. Who would have the championships? Like half of them aren't even possible <laughs> for me. Yeah. For me. Yours are actually really good. Mine are terrible. Like Ricochet has the NXT championship. Can't happen. Can't no. Happen. No, can't happen. Matt oh, Riddle yeah, yeah. Matt Riddle has the North American championship. That might actually be the You game. had Eddie Dennis as the United <laughs> Kingdom champion. Don't it? Yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. Anyways. It'll be fun revisiting those Uh, late... Late this year, early yeah, next year. I'm going to need a lot more of these for that episode. All right, Universal Champion. I've got Daniel Bryan. Who do you got, Larson? I have Roman Reigns. All right. Wow. They're gonna, After wow. Mania 36, Roman's going to have that belt. All right. Uh, Intercontinental Champion. Oh, no. WWE Championship. I've got Finn Balor. I have Drew McIntyre. All right. Good. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Oh, I have uh, Mustafa Ali. I've got Alistair Black. Um, U.S. Champion. I've got Mustafa Ali. I've got
2: Ricochet, but I think this just depending on what show has which mid-card title, you could flip those. Okay. So, Ricochet is Intercontinental Champion, and then Mustafa Ali is a U.S. champ.
1: Women's tag team.
2: I have
1: uh, Riot Squad. Oh, that's interesting. That'd be cool. I've got Candice LeRae and Kyrie Sane. I think they're going to be that tag team. All right. That comes in there. Oh, so Lacey, I I text her. I said, "What was your favorite wrestling show you went to?" She said PWG. Yeah, she said. Although she called it PMG, and she said Ronda was there because yeah, Ronda Rousey. was yeah, there. She was there. She yeah, she was there.
2: She uh, was there. The SmackDown tag champions. Who do you have, Steve?
1: I have uh, the Club. Yeah, I've got the Club. They're going to reunite Bullet Club.
2: All right, I got New Day. Uh, Raw tag champs. I have the Usos. Wouldn't be surprised they move over to Raw in the Superstar Shakeup. I've got The Bar. Okay.
1: They're probably not gonna move. Yeah, who knows.
2: Um, uh, do we do women's champions already? No, women's champions. Uh, Becky, I have holding both those belts Becky, still.
1: Becky, 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 Becky. Uh,
2: and then the United Kingdom champion, it's gonna be Walter still. Eddie Dennis. Get out of here with that. Cruiserweight champion.
1: Humberto Carrillo. Oh, that's a good answer. Um,
2: I will say pff, Drew Gulak. And that was my pick in our predictions. Drew. I
1: know. Wait, no. Actually, it's not going to be him. Who's it going to be? Who's new? I know you got Umberto. It's a good one. Uh, oh, oh, I know. Mike Canellis. Oh, I'm gonna go with Mike. I feel like he's gonna get it before the end. You're of the probably year, right. Uh, next
2: from Theer Thabada.
1: Theer Thabada. In kayfabe, who's scarier, Minoru Suzuki or The Undertaker? Now, Larson, you get
3: Suzuki, and Steve, you get The Undertaker, for obvious reasons. Thank you.
2: Faire Faire
1: All right, make your case. Well, here's the thing. It's in kayfabe. Yeah. We're talking in kayfabe. Yeah. It's The Undertaker. There, A case can't be made for just a little crazy old man running around versus literally a demon, a dead man from hell who can rain lightning upon thee. There is no case to be made. It's The Undertaker in kayfabe. Hold on one second.
2: So uh, Minoru Suzuki's uh, record as a, a, a reputation as a, as a mixed martial artist can carry into his character kayfabe. And if you look at that, uh, it's undeniable he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, uh um, There you go. That's where I got you beat. Uh, (laughs) Damn it. Greatest uh, combat athletes of all time. Also, probably DDT Pro, some other Japanese wrestling organization, Uh, he defeated a robot. Um, And then also, of course, he has defeated giant monsters as well in the movie. Was it called Kaiju Mondo? Yeah. Um, Something Undertaker's never done.
1: So on par. Okay. No.
2: Minoru Suzuki wins. Look at that. He's He's given this giant monster... Uh, uh, a pile driver here.
1: Yeah, boy, that's a
2: good. That's. I don't you, think the Undertaker yeah. ever defeated any
1: sort of monster. Yeah, you you brought that out. I didn't, I didn't. know you were gonna bring that out. Dang it. Yeah. Well, still, Undertaker can bring no, lightning down upon no, people. No, I think
2: it's a wash. See, and here's the other thing about Suzuki in kayfabe. He doesn't need all the lightning and the, the no, ambiance no, to the, scare people. No. He just needs to look at you.
1: No. Kick
2: a young lion, you're scared. Uh, well, if you're a young lion, yeah. But this really just puts it over the top. He's pile-driving he a just huge... beats shit.
1: up on weak people. And you guys, call that
2: monster weak? Well, Get out of here with that. Yeah, okay. Nora Suzuki
1: wins. He pile-drives he pile monsters. All Giant right. monsters. All right, you win. Good one. Rich Nason. But he, Rich didn't bring along his kid. Was about the kid's name Chase? Yes. Where's Chase? He said Chase would be another Um Oh, He's probably at school or something. Probably a good idea. Anyway, so uh, he's got a good question about a couple of old-timers in the business.
3: Hello, friendos. It is Rich again with another awesome Match At question this week. No chase this week, but you'll see him again soon. Let's be honest, first of all. This Raw and SmackDown after Mania were the two biggest piles of turds they've laid after Mania in a long time. I'm just going to put it out there. But bigger question. I've been thinking about this. If you look all around, two guys that have been around for a while. And, uh the viper where are you at randy there you are my question and this is one that you're going to have to think about this could be the question that has made match at which one announces their retirement from sports entertainment first and also keep in mind that orton's never had a five-star match so which one calls it quits first and when do you think they do it thank you rich thank you rich
1: oh man Uh,
2: it's gotta be Randy Orton I feel like Cena he says WWE will always be his home or something and I know it doesn't mean full time schedule he'll pop in once a year
1: twice a year or something I agree I think it's Orton because Cena I feel has an emotional connection with the WWE I'm not sure Randy Orton has an emotional connection to anything no, I feel like Randy does, because otherwise I don't think he'd be he'd, he'd still be sticking around. Oh, I think Randy loves money.
2: I he does like money. He a ton of money. But there's other avenues for him to make money, I'm sure, mm. that would keep him, where he'd be on the road far less. Mm. He could do acting. He can be like... Sto- he already
1: has the Randy Orton schedule. They literally named the schedule, the part-time schedule. Yeah, I know. For, I, know. Yeah. I know,
2: but he's still working 150 days or something like that a year, 125, 150 days a year, as opposed to 200, but regardless. Um, 52 plus 50. Probably working 100. Maybe. Um, but he he does, ha- I would imagine, has some emotional uh, attachment to the WWE, just not to the same degree John Cena does. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I think he would be more likely to retire. He'd probably get to a point where, you know, because Orton's pushing 40, right? He, You know, his kids will probably get a certain age. He was like, well... Like when his kids are start getting involved in athletics of their own, and he's missed a few baseball games and Mm -hmm. or soccer games or whatever, and and decides that that's more important to him than going out and wrestling. I'm sure dude is set for life.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's why. I think once he's over it, I think he's once he is over it physically, he will be over it and he'll be done. and I don't see. I see him maybe doing coming out of retirement for. I don't know if he. I don't know if he would do the Undertaker mania schedule. I don't know know. if he would do that or not. I feel like Cena would. Oh, Cena will definitely. He will come back as long. He'll come back well into his eighties.
2: If they want him, yeah. Yeah, I think the exact
1: same. Orton maybe once he's done, he's done. Unless Vince throws a ton of money at him, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if Randy Orton is a, a big enough draw to be tossed a ton of money to be coming out. To be coming out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it seems like Orton would be the first to step aside.
1: And I think he would do it yep. permanently. Clean. It's, yep. done. it's yep. done. And we got one more uh, text question now from the Diddly Doodler. And he says, my question this week, oh no, comes from the fish and broccoli monster Marcus Harrison. His question revolved around it being prom, asking which hypothetical dates WWE superstars would have and why who they think would be king or queen, and who would they want at their table. So you can go so
2: first. So prom. Well, the king and queen, is, that's, that's Andrade and Charlotte. Uh,
1: that sounds right. That sounds right. No, I'm going to go with Braun and Alexa. They have an almost high school-esque relationship anyways. Kind of. Like, I feel like Almas and Charlotte, they're – you look at their social media, they're well... They're smashing, right? Yeah. You look at Braun and Alexa, they've got this, oh, they almost kissed thing. It's kind of cute. It's kind of high schoolish. Yeah. You know, it's it's innocent. All right. You know, I mean, I know high school you can have, like, you know, it's... it's but I think it's more innocent. And so I feel like Braun and Alexa, they are king and queen. Then, of course, we both agree on this. Alistair Black and Zelina Vega. Yeah. It's my short prom date. Yes. Uh, And then I have... This is the one I'd want to see most. Uh, Was it who's married to Naomi? Jimmy, Jimmy Uso, Naomi, and Mandy Rose. They're all going, Mm. doing all that stuff there out near the bleachers. Ooh, all three of them. Smash City. And then you have Man Fin and Demon Fin. Correct. All right. So raw gate technology at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man Fin, Demon Fin. Uh,
2: Ricochet and Casey Kentenzaro.
1: Uh, that's a good one. They're a legit couple. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Any other legit couples we're missing?
1: Probably. Uh, Becky's not with anybody. Amber Moon's not with anybody. Oh, oh, yeah, the Vikings.
2: Oh, yeah, Sarah Logan and Ray Rowe. Yeah, yeah. they're together. That's yeah. a good one.
1: Oh, uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Oh, yeah, that's a good couple right there. Anybody else? Who else is there? Oh, and then Peyton Royce will bring... Oh. The guy who
2: went to a different school. Yeah. Halfway through the year. <laughs> you went
1: to a different. You went to a crappier school. Yeah. Sean Spears. <laughs> Sean Spears. Yeah. Tie. Tie. Ten. 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 That's it. That's it.
2: That's it. All right. That's the show. Thanks Just everybody for sure joining us no today. Here. No, right. I checked when we when we were going
1: right. after we started. Well, thank you everybody. We appreciate it. Till next time. Talk to you guys later.
2: Goodbye.